0: Good evening. 25 years ago, thanks to a hot box, I won't say whose, it wasn't mine, (laughs) I saw Pulp Fiction when it was still in the theaters. I was 14. My cousins were maybe 10, and 11. My brother, I think, was 10. The other one, I think, was... No, he was 11. The other one was... Nine? I don't remember But I do remember our reactions to Pulp Fiction So much so that it's still a weird film for me today Not to say I don't think it's a, a good film It's just kind of like, mm, it's not a feel good film And then, you know, it makes me think of They're just weird, you know, Zed's dead baby Shit like that And I'm not a big Bruce Willis fan eh, He's okay sometimes I used to watch Moonlighting when I was a kid, so... Him and Addy. Remember that shit? Alright. Tonight's episode of the Dr. Zeus podcast is basically about Tarantino. The Academy Awards are upon us. Tarantino this year is going to put out a film, I think called 1969. It's going to talk about the Manson murders... Some other shit, I don't know it's Woodstock you know, leave it to Tarantino, he's, he's gonna do something controversial, you know, he's got Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio, so I don't know who is playing some of the other people but it remains to be seen I bring it up also because the late um hold on the late Burt Reynolds was supposed to start shooting. But unfortunately, he died. And I don't know if they... I think they recasted his role. Tarantino. Hmm. The first film of his that I saw in the theaters was Jackie Brown. It was okay. I thought it would have been better. I like Pam Grier... It was funny because the only person who got an Oscar nomination out of that was Robert Forrester. But he was really good in it. So, I mean, you know. And Samuel L. Jackson's played such an unlikable character in Jackie Brown. <sighs> but, you know, it was basically an homage to, you know... Uh... You know, the old movies like Coffee and Foxy Brown with Pam Greer. So, yeah. And then, of course, there was Kill Bill. One and two. I had the great fortune of seeing one and two in the theaters with my cousin. One was just like, what the fuck? I remember afterwards I said, that is probably one of tarantino's best and someone said right on because i'd never seen anything like that him and uma thurman together the aesthetics of that film oh my god you know um whenever she would say her real name it would get bleeped and then you find out why in part two and then you know um Vivica Fox. I should have been motherfucking Black Mamba. Well, after that, you weren't. (laughs) Um, Everything about it, you know, the sword fights. Um, There's a great moment, such an iconic moment, where they're all at uh, this club. And... You know like in those Mexican standoffs You call out to that person You call out to them and say Get out of, get out of here I want to fight your ass And um, I can't play it Because it's got music attached to it So copyright If you've seen Kill Bill Then you know what I'm talking about When the bride calls out to Orenishi And she calls out to her You know you and I have unfinished business She walks out. That music is playing. Death rides a horse. Oh, my God. The way Tarantino does that. Hey, that's where you think, ah, this is better than Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, he was playing with, you know, Barbie dolls kind of like the karen carpenter story that they did with barbie dolls you know this is kind of similar pulp fiction and then he rises to the occasion in kill bill finally he is ready to make a chiseled statue of david you know what i mean and yeah it was amazing part two was amazing too i think people forget that kill bill is basically one movie and that it was split into two parts Because it's really supposed to be shown in one take, you know? Part two has all these amazing moments. For me, though, it's that sword fight between Uma Thurman and um, Daryl Hannah. Yeah. I mean, so many of us, you know, I've seen it so many times that I know the words. I mean, you know, L. B. Something I've been wondering, just between us girls. What did you say to Pyme to make him snatch out your eye? I called him a miserable old fool. Oh. You know what I did? I killed that miserable old fool. How do you like the fish heads? (laughs) I poisoned his fish heads. I said to him, the words of a miserable old fool are less... Than nothing. <laughs> That's right. I killed your master, and now I'm gonna kill you too, with your own sword, more or less. When they, invidi- when which in the very immediate future will become my sword, bitch. You don't have a future. It's such a great moment. You know what I mean. Um just stuff like that and then there's you know David Carradine may he rest in peace they start talking about Superman (laughs) that still makes me laugh you know take Superman for instance And and then Clark Kent he is not sure of himself and yeah Clark Kent Superman's view of the whole human race so then he delivers that shit to her like a baby and you know it's amazing and then we go to Inglorious Bastards which he had been doing He Tarantino had been setting up for a while Inglorious Bastards mm, you know I mean Christoph Waltz up until that point, no actor had ever won an Academy Award for a Tarantino film. They'd been nominated with Christoph Waltz, He Found the Goose and the Golden Egg. Because Christoph Waltz has won the Academy Award twice once for Inglorious Bastards as Hans Landa. And again, as Dr. Keen Schultz, you know I love these movies and I know their names. Come on. For um, Django Unchained. I mean, you know, you watch these films at first and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? And then you're just kind of like drawn in. You know, you don't have to binge watch it on Netflix, although it is on Netflix. But it's not Orange is the New Crack, you know what I mean? I kinda got tired of that after a while. I may have to get back into it for the finales that are coming up, you know. So back to Tarantino. Inglorious Bastards, you know, Second World War, Shoshana. Yeah, you need to see it to believe it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for you all. You know. It is a revenge film. It is. You have Brad Pitt, who has never played anything like that before. You have Eli Wall you know, Eli it's not Eli Wallach, because that's the guy from the Clint Eastwood films. Um Eli, Eli, Eli. I gotta I gotta make sure I say his name right. He's a director, too, so you know. Sometimes in my sleepiness I forget names. Okay. Oh, and he plays the Bear Jew. <laughs> the, the I mean those are crazy moments. You know? And let me see, where's Ingloria? There it is. Eli Roth, not Wallach. <laughs> Alright, people. So here's the thing. I'm not gonna spoil it. There are some great vignettes. Now, the composer of the Tarantino films was, of course, Ennio Morconi. You know, um, the Spaghetti Westerns, famous, famous, you know, composer. He didn't agree with Tarantino putting modern music into his films because there was a great moment... In *Inglorious Bastards Where Shoshana is getting ready She's getting ready for the revenge Vengeance And playing In the scene Is David Bowie's Putting out the fire with gasoline It heightens The moments I'm not going to spoil them Because I don't do that You know um, watching Glorious Bastards and you I mean I remember I lent it to someone and they wouldn't give it back to me so I thought oh thank goodness I have the digital version then they finally gave it back to me so here we are and then of course there is Django Unchained Django Unchained was released in a very controversial year you had the um, shootings at Sandy Hook so it It came out at a very... um, I'm not going to say the wrong time. Well, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. But it it, it arrived. So, here we are. When I finally saw it, I think I rented it on iTunes. That was amazing. Amazing. Jamie Fox, hmm. You know, uh, what can I say? I'm not always a Jamie Fox fan, but seeing Django Unchained, I was like, "Fuck!" You know, you got Kerry Washington, Christoph Waltz, Samuel L. Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio, who almost won an Oscar for Django Unchained. He was so good. The beauty of Tarantino is Tarantino is basically like a, a music producer. He's taking all of these songs from the past and sampling them. So he's taking all of these exploitation films and mixing them together. Okay? Kind of like the Kill Bill films. He's taking all of the, you know, martial arts films, mixing them together. You know, the jumpsuit and kill bill the or the yellow jumpsuit is an homage to you know bruce lee of course so many moments but back to django unchained you know i saw the movie mandingo and that's a dis- disturbing movie and i could see where tarantino took from it because i was so curious as to why he referenced it and Django Unchained is the antebellum south you know um Jamie Foxx plays a slave who is freed by Dr. Kane Schultz and they become bounty hunters it's badass only the way that Tarantino can tell it you know what I mean um you know um and like I said I'm not gonna spoil it and um Yeah, <laughs> it's the Doctor Seuss podcast. We're talking about Tarantino. I mean, I'd love to have guests on. I don't know how we're gonna do that roundtable. I'm not, you know, PBS, so <laughs> because then we could talk about like some of our favorite moments. I, I, I will say, Pulp Fiction has some really great dialogue, you know, but Django Unchained is just a- another world. You know, you got Christoph Waltz speaking German to Kerry Washington, you know. Hey there, little troublemaker. Hey there, big troublemaker and shit like that, you know. And of course, now we arrive at the Hateful Eight, which I've never seen. So I can't talk about it. I have to go and watch it now. That is my assignment is to watch the Hateful Eight and what is there's a, there's a thread people in these Tarantino films which actor has appeared in almost all the films I don't know if he's appeared in Reservoir Dogs I don't think he did Samuel L. Jackson cause he's in Pulp Fiction he was nominated for it didn't win he said oh shit when he didn't win too you can see it as he's losing to Martin Landau yeah Okay, so, Samuel L. Jackson was in Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill 2, um, what was he, yeah, he's in Inglorious Bastards, but like a voiceover, um, Hugo Stieglitz, that's what he talks about, yeah, um, yeah. Because that's four. Django Unchained, of course, and The Hateful Eight, you know? It's it's Samuel L. Jackson. He's never won an Academy Award, people. He should get one. Because he's so brilliant. And he's a billion dollar movie man, you know what I mean? When I think of really, really great films, if you want to be thrilled, you go and see a Samuel L. Jackson film. Long Kiss Goodnight is actually one of his favorites. And that is such a crazy film. And I remember when it came out, I didn't get to see it. Because instead, we went and saw Maximum Risk. And that pissed me off. But anyway. We're talking about Tarantino, people. Quentin Tarantino. Also known as Q. QT, I don't know. Quentin Tarantino had a very interesting past has a very interesting future you know what I mean Um, but his detail to film we can't overlook we can't overlook the beauty of his films you know whether you agree with him or not the dialogue he got in a lot of trouble a lot of heat for the dialogue the n-word you know people coming to his defense over it so yeah. It's one of those things people. It's Tarantino films are very controversial. You're not going to like them at first. Some some do. I mean, you know. But yeah. I'm so thankful that we have someone like Quentin Tarantino. And you know, yeah, he's someone told me he's, you know, he's weird looking. And I said, Well, you know, he's not making films to get you all hot and bothered over. I mean, it's not about his image. You do know that. It's about the films, it's about the ideas. I love how he talked about, you know, he didn't go to film school, worked in a video store. So he had all this archive you know okay I can pull from this that's where his genius comes from he talks about how when he was first thinking of making films how he would put on a record and that's that's the scene you know son of a preacher man or he'd put on you know Isaac Hayes and it's a dancing scene you know Uh, or Death Death Rides a Horse Uh, the fact that he used that and you know that's from another film in Kill Bill when I hear that now I just think of Kill Bill Um, if I go back and watch the original film it's like oh okay I, I, I get what he was doing you know we can't I love how people hate on Tarantino oh I hate his fucking films And I know someone who does, who remain nameless. And I said to them, you don't understand. Whether you like him or not, he is a part of the lexicon. And you have, they were teaching a film class. I said, you have to talk about him. Because, and your students are probably going to write a paper about him. Because of how important he is, whether you like him or not. Yeah, I know, he's not making rom-coms. Thank God he's not. He is making these really crazy films. You know what I mean? So, what, like I said, whether you like him or not, you know, it's, it's Quentin Tarantino. And the heightened reality of of his world, you know so we'll leave it at that you know you have so many players within these films he's borrowed so much i mean when they're all walking down the street in reservoir dogs he basically borrowed that from a clockwork orange and i am i am a devotee of stanley kubrick so i even know that you know a lot of people know that Because there's a moment in A Clockwork Orange where they're all walking in their suit. Well, they weren't not suits, but their white outfits (laughs) with the jock straps on. And yeah, it's right there. You know, he borrows. Everyone borrows. Andy Warhol did it. Quentin Tarantino does it. I look forward to the next Tarantino incarnation. Oh, and here's the thing, his films are always about en- on its ensembles there's never a- a- people aren't really singled out I mean, award season they are you know, but it is what it is, people Quentin motherfucking Tarantino this is the Dr. Zeus podcast I want to give a cup of shut the fuck up to the administration who continues to fuck shit up wouldn't that be great if Tarantino did a film about that I mean, I was thinking of silly titles for Tarantino. What if he did the Judy Garland story? Judy Garland running a pig farm with marijuana. I don't know. Or what if he did the Frank Sinatra story? I would love to see how he's going to handle Elaine Stritch telling him off. That's such a great story. And it's off topic of Tarantino. Hearing Elaine Stritch talk about Sinatra and how he said, what do you do because you know she was young and pretty and I guess she was his date and uh, Tony Curtis hooked them up and he's like so what do you do oh I'm in the theater and he looks at her and he says you know let me tell you something because he thought he knew everything people in the theater ain't going no place And she says, "Oh, really, Mr. Sinatra? Well, you know, Mr. Sinatra, I've been meaning to ask you for years. Where the hell do you think you're going?" And he screams, "Get her out of there! Get her out of here!" You know, and she pissed off Sinatra. That would be great to show in a Tarantino film. Who would play Elaine Stritch? I don't know. I'm inspired by her her humor. You know, and little things like that. I'm weird. If I were to make films, you know, I would make films and have Elaine, Str- someone playing Elaine Stritch. I really would, you know, the Elaine Stritch story. I don't know how I would get away with that, you know, starring Tarantino. <laughs> That's where we really get silly. And you know, he dated a comedian. I think he dated Margaret show at one point while he was making um pulp fiction which is 25 years old you know to hear Clint Eastwood and others talk about the rise of Tarantino the rise of independent cinema how you know it w- it, it was a moment when pulp fiction came out whether you like it or not it was a moment you know first of all it gave you know It gave John Travolta a comeback. He really needed a comeback like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? And it gave Samuel L. Jackson a place in history. You know, with that gun and, you know, uh, because I will strike you down, you know, or what has he got in the briefcase, you know? Yeah, It, it was moments like that. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast Tarantino edition I mean I could play Some of my favorite clips um, Django Unchained I mean <laughs> You know It's hard to say um, I can't really repeat What Samuel Jackson says to him I don't know But there's some funny-ass moments where you can't believe it's happening, but it's happening. (laughs) That's all I'll say, you know. Um, This is the Dr. Seuss podcast. Unpleasant dreams.